But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Per usual, y'all know I am Zell. Um, y'all also know that I'm late. Okay, but listen, just because she is late does not mean that she has not been booked and busy. All right? Just kidding. I'm not like booked, but I was on an episode of the Dumpster Dive podcast with Tom and Kicks Hamlet. I love them. They are so funny. We did a recap of the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise from last Monday, not the Tuesday one, but just the Monday one. And it is such a good time. It was actually one of my podcast goals um, to record with them. So getting to know them and then being able to record with them was very fun for me. Besides that, my life just got in the way, you know, I work. All right. Not just on this podcast, but one day, one day, maybe. Also, my allergies started fucking with me. I am a paranoid girly. Okay. And also I had an event to go to on Saturday. So all of that combined, I was like, "Hmm, let me be responsible and get tested for COVID. Um, Even though I've already had it, I had it last year and I am vaccinated. I have an FDA approved Pfizer running through my veins. Okay. I still was like, I'm going to go get tested. Did that twice actually, because I was so paranoid, even though I know I have allergies, whatever. Um, So yeah, life got in the way. Long story short. However, we are here and we are going to talk about the mess on the beach, all right? Because I will let y'all know, I am very, very, very impressed with this cast of Bachelor in Paradise. Like y'all know, I don't know like a full two seasons worth of people on this show. So I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do what I need them to do, all right? But they are, okay? They absolutely are. So first things first, Miss Tammy gave me one of my favorite quotes, which was that she said, when boys cry, it gives her energy, which is so on brand for her because this week the women have the roses. And let me tell y'all just the synopsis for both of these episodes this week. Like these men acted a fucking fool. Like they acted a fucking fool, but we'll get there. So first things first, we have a new host this i this week next i don't know how long he's gonna be here however it is lion's bass and they did a cute little montage thing where they set up a boom box and to be honest i was shocked that half of these people knew what a boom box was so the boom box played it's gonna be me and buy in sync and to be honest connor the cat was in his element if you paid attention to him he was doing actual choreography from the video, okay? Trey, you could tell when they asked him to sing a few lines for confessional, he had to be fed those lines. It might've taken a couple takes, but it's fine. It's fine. It wasn't his thing. Um, Kenny probably switched gears really quick. Hope he packed a suit and put his networking hat on, okay? And he even said, my band that I, my boy band that I manage in Chicago is only able to do what they do because of NSYNC. And it's like, yeah, they are. I hope you have a business card with you, Kenny, so you can stop being nude on the beach, but whatever. Speaking of confessionals, one thing that I love about Bachelor in Paradise is that they still do like in the moment confessionals. It's not like 
housewife-ish where they record and then three months later they watch back and get asked questions by producers and i mean housewives used to do some off to the side in the moment confessionals but like no bachelor franchise that is one thing that they will get a point from me on so we we start hearing the buzzes the beach is a buzzing about thomas me personally didn't know who that human was tom and cakes had to tell me when i was on their episode but apparently he was the troublemaker from katie's season okay Uh, everyone's talking about Thomas. Oh my God, if he's here, if he's here. And I love how they make it seem like they just woke up and decided to start talking about this man. Obviously not. Like, obviously a producer was like, okay, y'all need to talk about him because he he on his way, child. He he in a suburban, all right? He is waiting. So get the conversation going. Also, they did this little montage, which they always do, where they cut to the animals, like the iguanas, the crabs, all the other little things. And I just want to know, like, Who's in charge of finding the animals to film, like, scramming? And how much do they get paid? Because I feel like they should be, I I feel like they should be compensated properly for that. All right. So we meet Thomas. And the first thing I realize about this man is that I'm fucking older than him. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad. I remember watching The Bachelor when they were, like, eons older than me. Now I'm older than half the cast. But whatever. It's not about me. All right. These men are so fucking catty. Like, Trey literally said, I'll never fucking talk to him, bro. Like, ever, ever. And this is what I find funny. You won't talk to him over Katie? Who none of y'all even ended up with? Okay. And and y'all call women, like, catty, messy, dramatic. Like, I guess this is a guy that said on Katie's season, again, I did not watch, that if he didn't end up with Katie, then he would like to be The Bachelor, which obviously, at least he was fucking honest about it, all right? Instead of trying to play it, play coy, that's one thing that irritates me about The Bachelor and about, like, The Bachelor franchise in general. The people who are, like, oh no, I want to come here and fall deeply in love in six fucking weeks. Yeah, that's ideal. That's the goal. But as is life, like you have goals for life and then you have a backup plan. So no, if I don't fucking fall in love, then bitch run me an Instagram ad. Okay. If I don't fall in love, maybe make me the fucking bachelor. What's wrong with a backup plan? What's wrong with an option? Nothing. All right. And let me tell you what else there is nothing wrong with. Thomas, that man is fucking fine. Okay. He is fine as hell and he is tall. That's why all the men are fucking mad. All right. That is why they're mad. Like at one point, Aaron talks about rock bottoming, which. Okay. Listen. That means something completely different to me than I guess it means to Aaron. But he talks about rock bottoming Thomas, which I guess means like knockout or something. Like, and then Aaron, Aaron, yeah, the guy who was literally making out with two different girls last week says that if Tammy goes on a date with Thomas, he's going to be upset. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Were you going to be upset after you made out with Serena right in front of Tammy. Didn't you? Didn't you? I'm sorry. Didn't, maybe. 
can somebody run the tapes back? Can, can we can we get a rewind? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Okay, this not even about Tammy. That shit kind of pissed me off. That's not even about Tammy. That's about your fragile ass male ego. Boy, shut the hell up. Okay, Trey says he wants a woman that can spot a snake in the grass. Relax. Y'all barely know each other, any of y'all, okay? You want your woman to be able to look at that fine ass man and be like, no, he's a snake. Just like y'all didn't look at fucking Demi when she came on the beach and smelled her bullshit. The women aren't gonna look at Thomas and be like, oh, no, he's full of shit. We are looking at the arms, okay? The abs, the hair, the everything else except for whatever the fuck y'all looking at, okay? Y'all know him, we don't. That's your own business. And they're all, all the men are like, he's going to tell us how tall he is. It's giving some of y'all, it's giving that some of y'all been lying about your height on your dating profiles. All right. Whew. Another thing I forgot about. Another thing I forgot about. Grocery store Joe and these damn headbands that he wears. Like it literally looks like he cut off the bottom of a shirt and then just put it in his hair. It has always bothered me. Always fucking bothered me. So Thomas starts pulling the women aside, talking to them. He pulls Serena and he asks her like, what's your end game at the, all of the, uh, at the end of all of this? And she is like, um, obviously, and like holds up her hand and it's, weird because she's been coupled up with joe who who's he's not gonna propose to you baby girl like i don't know if you missed the last season that he was on he was with kendall he was a fucking obsessed with her and he didn't propose to her and then he took her home and they dated for like two years still didn't propose for her to her so you're wasting your time with grocery store joe if you're really 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 looking for a ring you are wasting your time with Joe. Point blank, period. Like, girl, you sat down and had a conversation with him last week and he said, oh, it was just like talking to Kendall. I really hope if that if they're somewhere still together that she slapped the fucking shit out of him. No, I, okay, I take that back. I don't hope she slapped the shit out of him. I do not condone violence. That is not good. But you, y'all know what I mean, okay? I hope she set his ass straight because that was not funny. I... <clears throat> I am team Joe go to therapy. Like he should not be here. Every time we see him, I know I skipped a part. Long story short, Serena went on a date with Thomas. Okay. This man was like, this is going to be just like Kindle. This is going to be like, like you have some things you need to work through Joe and you need to work through them before you bring another girl into your equation. All right. Do not bring that baggage from that relationship into a new one. When you go on a trip and you fly home and then you got another trip a week later, do you not unpack your bag whatsoever and do the laundry and pack again? If you if you don't, then you're fucking nasty, okay? But like, that's what you do. Y'all get what I'm trying to say. I hope that metaphor made sense. But come on. He needs to work through some things. I can't hear about Kendall no more, even though I know I'm going to because she shows up later in the season. We saw him in the commercial. All right. So while Serena and Thomas go on their little date, we um we see Carl and he's like 
having an audition with himself to be like the next Karate Kid. And I just found it funny because Deandra got his rose last week and everyone is like, they make it a cute little montage where they're, everyone's commenting and making fun of it. However, if you notice, Deandra's just like off to the side, passed out on a day bed. And I'm like, girl, yes. She's like, I already got his rose. Okay, let him do whatever he wants. That is not my man. I'm waiting for the next one to come along. All right, let him kick the air all he wants to. So Serena and Thomas go on this little date. I feel, I feel her because she's like, I'm definitely physically attracted to Thomas, but we'll see. Girl, the water is physically attracted to Thomas. Like, Lord knows we have all, no matter who you're into, every single last one of us have been on a date with somebody that emotionally, conversation-wise, was it all there? No, but the person was fine as hell. So we were like, okay, let's try this. And that's what Serena did, and I do not blame her, all right? I don't blame her whatsoever. However, let me tell y'all something. This episode of the bachelor in paradise was like oddly cut because serena and thomas go on this date and then meanwhile we get to see another person come in and it's just one big long editing that i don't want to get on the editors because lord knows i am not any i i know how to edit this podcast and that's it all right but it's a little weird in that time we get to see Riley come in. Riley is from... Um, 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 Tasha Claire season. Um, I And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I did think that Riley was from a season further back. But it don't matter. Because you know what I do know? Is that Riley is fine as hell. All right? So fine. All right. And I'm not the only one who thinks so because Tajwan, Tajwan is hot and bothered. Again, hot. And I get it. Okay. What a man, she says. What a man, what a man, what a man, Lord Jesus, why did I just do that? <laughs> no, he is just like fine. He looks smooth. Like he might have put some like olive oil on his skin or something like butter. All right. But he did do one thing I did not like, which is when he was down on the beach, they kind of made it seem like everybody was already down there. So he went and addressed the crowd. But then Tajwan was up at the bar with Wells because she was so hot and bothered that he was on the beach. Apparently, Riley is who Taj came to paradise for. And she ended up with Trey. But we'll get there. So Riley sees her up there and he yells at her as if like she's an, a dog and is like hey come down here come over here i want to talk to you um no if you would like to talk to me you can come up here and talk to me i don't care how fine you are you are not going to beckon me no sir not today not yesterday not tomorrow again i don't care how fine you are however okay however i will say this portray because I'm not gonna lie I don't think we saw anything 
like Tajwan paying attention to Trey <laughs> until like the end of the episode when they had that conversation because she was lusting over Riley. Like it's like she was snapped into the abyss. Like that that little thing that they had on Men in Black where your memory is just erased. It's like they did that to her, but with Trey. Trey who? Because she was like Riley. However, ultimately, they he did decide to take Marissa on the date, which I liked. Okay. I liked. I get it. I'm I'm all for Tajwan shooting her shot, but I do, I like her and Trey together. Okay. Trey seems strikes me as like a little sweet baby. I, I think he's a cutie. All right. So when we get the introduction, this is how I was saying that it was kind of edited weird because this whole thing was like 30, 40 minutes made us seem, made it seem like Thomas and Serena were on the date the entire time. I don't know. To me, it was weird. It may not have been weird to y'all. Thomas and Serena come back. Okay. And they kind of leave us like hanging. We don't really see much of their day. We see them talk, but we don't see like whether or not she is responsive to him, like being into him. We see them kiss a lot. All right. She definitely, she, she, Serena, she had a goal. And that goal was achieved. And then she went back to the villa and said, okay, I'm good now. She goes to Joe and she's like, I told him that I wasn't interested in him. It's just a little too much drama for me. And then Joe does something really fucking weird, which he asked Serena, who's a better kisser? Like, what? I'm not ever going to ask anybody Who's a better kisser than me? In my, maybe it's the fire sign to me, but in my mind, I'm the best. Okay. I don't need to think about anybody else. Like I'm, I'm not thinking about my fiance kissing anybody else ever. I'm never going to ask him like, am I the best kisser you've ever, like, that's so cringy. It was so fucking cringy to me. I was like, Joe, why would you do that? And then I'm not going to lie to y'all. I spaced out a little bit in between that part and then uh, the beginning of the day between Marissa and Riley because, because there was a photo or no, a video on Twitter of Yaya Abdul-Mateen and Jason Momoa. And I started drooling. I'm not gonna lie y'all. I started drooling. They were just talking to the camera, but the fineness in that video. So I miss a little bit of chunk, but next thing I know, I looked up and Trey and Thomas were about to fight. I guess Thomas is two-faced. I don't know, child. Like I said, I didn't watch his season. But pretty much what I had gathered was that on the date with Serena, Thomas was talking shit about Trey. And then Thomas came back to the villa trying to like apologize to all the men and make amends. And I did hear Trey say, oh, like I'm down to forgive him. Like he's down for a second chance, blah, blah. But then Taj was like, oh, I need to tell Trey what was he was saying. I was like, oh. And then when I really, really checked back in, Marissa was walking down the beach looking like a motherfucking Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Not even a snack, a meal. That outfit she has on, she, 
She came ready to get her man. She packed that outfit just in case she had her sights set. She said, when whomever I want comes down there, um, this is what I'm going to put on. And she put it down. She put it on. Okay. And she could care less, less about Connor the cat. She walked directly by him, like straight past him, went to the bar, was waiting for Riley. Okay. He had to go up to her and was like, Oh, hey, I just want to let you know, have a good time. And mama was like, oh, you? Okay, yeah, thanks, babes. Mm-hmm. Connor tried to say, it, it's just a dude, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't really care. You should. You literally should. All right. Marissa also tells us that, like, she's never been, like, on a real date, like, wined and dined. And I, like, low-key kind of love that because she is fine. Like, she is so pretty. And to me, in my mind, that means she has not been wasting her time on bum ass dudes. Okay. I'm like, girl, yes. Somebody asked, probably asked to take you on a date because she said she had been asked. Like, obviously, she's gorgeous. She said she would ask, but that means to me, I'm like, you've been saying no. You already know they were going to waste your time. Mama don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy that cannot get any love from her. Okay. So on the date, now this date, first of all, I just learned that this date, caused a lot of controversy and some people to be up in Marissa's DMs talking crazy and I not in my house. Okay. I will not fucking allow it, but I'll get there. They start by playing this game where you have to answer a question or you have to eat something gross. And Lance asks like a whole bunch of questions. He starts off really like, oh, blase, blase. They're answering them. And then he's like, how many people have you slept with? And they both decide to eat. And like, obviously, I don't think there, it's a whole bunch of gross shit, like some fear factor shit. And I don't think this is really like the actual shit. They're not eating like cow tongue and whatever the fuck else. I probably would have taken a bite on that question. How many people have you slept with? Because like, I'm, listen, I'm a person that like, I don't need to know that. I don't think that's a question that should be asked. If it was before me, it's not for me. All right. But then... He asks, like, what's your most embarrassing story? And I'm like, I just would have pulled something out of my ass because I honestly have an embarrassing story for every single day of my life. I tripped up the stairs at work earlier and no one saw, but it was embarrassing. Just say something. But they both decided to eat. So that's why I'm just like, but I also am not a person that can, I can't do weird shit, like eat weird shit. I could never have been on Fear Factor. I could never have been on any other show where they have to eat something that's not like actual like snakes and cow testicles. I think it was like the challenge or something one time they had to eat a cow testicle and I was unwell. So they asked like some more like questions. They start getting steamier. Somebody asked something about masturbating and like Marissa's like every day. I do it every day. And I find it funny because then there is a like confessional of Riley and he says Marissa and him are really connecting right after she says she masturbates every day and it's like okay next thing I know they was kissing touching teasing I'm not gonna say the other word all right and it was just pretty much foreplay and the editors are messy because they cut to a scene of Connor on the beach playing the ukulele 
and they put it over the footage of Marissa and Riley kissing. Like, I was like, now that that's petty. That is fucking petty. But at the end of the day, I don't really care because the reason I watch the show is for the petty shit. Duh. Now, back on the beach, okay, we see my girl Natasha and Natasha is upset and I don't like that. All right. Natasha says that the connection between her and Brendan is confusing because it's definitely emotional, like it's deep, but it's not romantic. And that he won't kiss her and like things of that nature. And I don't like that. I don't like that because, you know, why not? To be honest, it was giving me flashbacks from Tasha's season because I remember like he, when he left, like he was just like, I can't see myself proposing at the end of this. And he wasn't like opening up the most. So I don't know if he maybe moves a little bit slower. He's more reserved. I don't know. But what I do know, what I do know that if it comes to Natasha versus Brendan, I'm going to choose Natasha. Okay. I, I don't care how curly the hair is. I don't care how blue the eyes are. I don't care how chiseled the motherfucking jaw is. I'm going to choose Natasha. I have to gang gang. It's not that serious, but I am going to choose Natasha if it comes down to it. Maybe it's Piper. Maybe he is waiting for her. I wish he would just say that because I kind of took up for him, but whatever. All right. Now, heading back over to the date, the end of the date between Marissa and Riley. Let me, let me tell y'all, I could see these two being in game, like I said, but probably one of my favorite parts of this episode they had gotten up from dinner. They did get a real dinner, not just a like little nasty challenge shit, the pretend food. They got to eat a real dinner, have some deep conversation where we see that they have all the things in common. They are going to be in love, okay? I could see us watching them at their 50th anniversary. They need to already gear up the 50th anniversary special for them. But they're migrating, right? They've gotten up from the table. They're walking home. They're making out. It is fucking hot and sexy. And... One of them is like, let's get out of here. And my favorite part, here it is, is when Riley goes, I know a place we could go. (laughs) I'm not kidding. If you saw the episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It looked like it came right out of a 2002 intro to an Usher music video. And I loved it. Okay. I loved every moment of it. Not personally for me. If that were me in that situation, I would start laughing. But I don't know how to take anything seriously. Those two, as we know, they went to the boom, boom room. They did the boom. They did the boom. And I love that for them. Speaking of the boom, boom, apparently people have some things to say to Marissa about her owning her sexuality on this last episode and like blow me. Yeah, you heard me. Blow me. We just had a bachelorette that reminded everybody that she was sex positive. Like it seemed like the entire time. Again, I don't know. I didn't watch the season, but every time I saw a headline or something, it was like, I'm sex positive. I'm sex positive. Marissa's just owning it, being in it. But y'all got a problem with that? Please go away from me with this. Turn off the TV if you really don't want to see it. Because honestly, we have seen so much fucking worse shit on Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor franchise, all of it. Okay. 
Team Marissa, Team Riley, they're in it to win it. I think I remember seeing a black hand also with an engagement ring in the promo. So maybe it was them, okay? Maybe it was them. All right, that is going to wrap up this week's recap of Bachelor in Paradise. Next week, we will be releasing on Friday and it will be both episodes all in one. Like I said earlier, if y'all want to hear my thoughts on Monday's episode, head on over to the Dumpster Dive podcast with Kicks and Tom Hamlet. We recap the first episode of the week and we had a good time. All right. Now, now it's time to talk about, y'all already know, the ratings and the reviews. Listen, Y'all know I can see them, right? I keep track, okay? I don't keep track as in like, oh, this person, this person, check mark, but I keep track. So I got a new rating, but no new review. Just say a little something nice, okay? If you go review, why not rate? And I don't want to say, I do not want to seem greedy here. I'm thankful if you rate or review, but I'm grateful and thankful if you rate and review, okay? So do not forget to leave me a five-star rating and review me on Apple Podcasts. It gets your girl out there. Share with your friends, your mama, your cousin, your college roommate, your college roommate's best friend's cousin, anybody who watches The Mess, all right? Share it with them. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast. Okay. Don't forget Bravo episodes come out on Tuesdays. Bachelor in paradise recaps come out on Fridays. I will talk to y'all on Tuesday about the mess that is Bravo. Bye-bye.